That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobber Knocker Podcast. It is I, Nestlemania, alongside for the ride is a man that, well, he had some Wrestlemania backlash of his own, six-man style, JC. You should see the lashes on my actual back because, you know, I felt it. Because uh, whips and chains excite you, in the words of Rihanna? Yeah. That kendo stick, though. All right, let's get right into it because we got Wrestlemania backlash. I mean, we can kind of skip SmackDown for the most part. Yeah. Uh, is what it is. But uh, if we go into WrestleMania Backlash, it was short and sweet in terms of matches. There were only six. I thought everything was mostly quality. There were two things that I thought really rose above the rest, and one of them kicked off the show, and that would be Cody and Seth. Once again, Nestle, I thought, delivered a masterpiece. Listen, you told we so biased aside for your Cody-ness, I get it, but I actually sat there and I watched it and I thought, this was a great match for many reasons. But I enjoyed it more because of the simplicity of, hey, here's a thing that's happening. He knows every move. He was prepared this time. The whole storyline was I was caught off guard. I didn't know your move set. Now I know, and I was ready to go. And then, of course, at the end, which I thought was apropos, as much as I hate a roll-up, at least there was a handful of tights because, you know, leverage and whatnot. So I was excited. I thought that that was a great way. And you and I both agreed there was no way this is ending. And, of no. course, on Monday night, we were, <laughs> we were correct in that. Um, it's funny that Cody was done with it. Um, so I guess they're going for a threefer because at this point, I don't know why Seth Rollins would need a win, a meaningless well, win. Well, really. we kind of talked about it last week that like it felt like I kind of said, I'm like, it feels like Cody might go 3 0 here. Unless if they do like more than three, then maybe Seth gets number three because it just felt like on Sunday that for like Cody, like, yes, he caught Seth off guard at WrestleMania, but it felt like the story is still kind of that Cody is better. And I did like the way, like, uh, the finish played out. Like, Seth tried to grab the tights, and Cody with the gamesmanship, he also grabbed the tights on the roll-up to get the win. So I thought that was a nice little thing because it kind of, it did. It left it open where it didn't make Seth look like a complete chump going down 0-2. It was that he tried to take advantage of a situation. Cody was ready for it, and then Cody threw it back at him. But I thought that was kind of the story of the whole match because we saw it. All the things that worked for Cody at WrestleMania didn't really work for him in this match. Like, Seth was ready for them. Like, grabbing the arm when Cody does his little... Yeah, you yeah, know, it just it's, punch, yeah. yeah, it just it was. I thought this was a very well done. It was a really fun match. It was a great way to kick off the show, man. Like having Cody, uh, Seth, and Cody right off the bat. I thought it kind of set the tone for the whole night. And then, yeah, we'll get to know what happened Monday. But we felt like this wasn't ending, and it it isn't. It's not ending anytime soon, folks. And honestly, I thought the best part of it was just kind of the fact that on Monday we'll talk more about it. But I just I think that Cody Rhodes was like losing his voice in the the digital exclusive because he was so. He still yeah. was like that on Monday, too. Yeah, yeah, and which is funny because he's like, let's go! You know, like the way he's getting 
getting the crowd pumped up. But yeah, I thought WrestleMania Backlash was interesting. It was, again, under three hours. We can't complain about that. We love that. That's very digestible. Unfortunately, as we talk about their, their peaks and valleys. So for me, I'm looking at it like this, JC. What exactly are you excited about after that, right? Like, is that, you know, to you, you said that was the match you wanted to see, right? That was the JC match. Well, the, the best match on this card was Rousey and Charlotte. That wow. match, yeah, that match was fucking awesome. Okay. I I did like little my little rate, uh, flame ratings on Twitter. I gave both the Cody match and this match four, um, which it just that's just how it is, you know. I don't I don't do like percentages really, so it's I thought they were both four because I didn't you know I didn't think they were good enough to be five, but they definitely were the standouts. I thought they were great, but yeah, I thought this this Rousey Charlotte match is really like what I was looking for in this feud because they're trying to make it personal, but we've talked about it falling flat. But this one, it, you felt it a little more because they want to hurt each other. Like, Ronda was taking bumps like she never has before. Charlotte, we know Charlotte will put it on the line. So I thought these two had a really good violent match. It was a lot of fun. There were a lot of different things going on. Ronda with her double saber kendo sticks. That was fucking awesome. I loved it. <laughs> Especially, I always laugh and we talk about this, how she's always adjusting herself during the match. She's holding two kendo sticks and was still able to adjust her wedgie. Like, it just, God bless her. But I, I honestly, I love this. I, this was the highlight of the show. Um, I thought by far these two things were the best. I loved it. They really, like the rest of the four matches, everything was fine, but these two stood out to me of something that I'll remember and I really thought like made it a great show. I got to ask you because it just made me kind of giggle. Like when she did the the, the the lightsaber thing where she was like doing the katana from Mortal Kombat and was doing the whole like, do-do-do-do-do, Sonya Blade, whatever. And then I'm sitting there like, I we were all sitting there listening to the watch along, you know, and I'm sitting there making lightsaber sound effects. And if there's not that out there right now, somebody, if you have the time, do the lightsaber thing because it would be funny as hell. Like, you know, I don't want to do too much copyright because then, you know, the Lucasfilm will come after. But I was excited to see that because, again, like, Here's the thing, right? I wish we had more of these kind of matches. I know you can't mm -hmm. have them all the time because then they're not special. We have that, you know, conversation all the time. But JC, when I watched this with you, I thought to myself, this is what we need from the beginning. This should have been no fucking, no, nice to have you like, oh, I'm going to make you tap out bullshit. Like, no, let's just get down to dirty. Let's get down to the fact that you call this woman a bitch. You call that woman a bitch. And you just start fighting and pulling each other's hair and giving each other black eyes and kendo sticks and welts. Let's just do that because honestly, that's here's here's why I think it's hard for Ronda Rousey to be a regular WWE superstar. Because she went to the octagon, right? Like she's, she's a, a killer. killer. She's a train killer. So yeah, I want to see her kill people, not really kill, but I want to see her mangle, you know, somebody in 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 some fashion in wrestling, which I know is a little different, but still, it's just whatever. Yeah, no, it's it's and I, I kind of like it's it makes winning the Royal Rumble like you're not really gonna have a gimmick match off of that at WrestleMania. So I understood it, but it just like it was set up to fail. The lead up failed. The actual match failed. Like everything about it failed. And we talk about even after that, like we knew we were getting more, but it was still kind of failing. But it was just like there were little pockets of things that were good. Like Charlotte was kind of hitting her stride, but it seemed to be when it didn't involve Ronda when she was either by herself or with Gulak. And Ronda is just like. I mean, it's tough to make her a baby face. Like, you won't, she's only a baby face because she's such a badass. But by having her try to act like a good guy, baby face, it makes her way less of a badass. So it's kind of been contradictory. So it's tough. But the reason why I love this match is she's allowed to be hurt. She's allowed to try to kill Charlotte, call her a bitch when the mic's there. Like, G Unit Rousey holding the, the, uh, the mic. 
Yes. It's just, but I, I literally sit there in the match. I'm like, you know what would make Ronda's matches even better if they mic'd her up? Like you see in a basketball game, like they're micing up Marcus Smart. It's like, let's mic up Ronda Rousey just because when she talks shit, those are like the best parts and it adds something to it. It adds something to her because you can't see it sometimes at the UFC events. Obviously, the big stadium shows it's hard, but when they do their shows in Vegas, it's obviously a much smaller crowd because it's just in the apex. So you hear them and you hear their coaches and you can hear them kind of talking shit to each other if they are. And it's kind of cool. And like, obviously, you're in a big stadium for these. WWE shows, but like just having that little extra mic of just hearing Ronda like say like like tap bitch tap bitch it just it adds something to it because that's the flavor of Ronda Rousey and she isn't you're right she's not a standard wrestler and she shouldn't be treated as such she should be treated like a fucking killer because that's what she is and I think that's the Brock Lesnar feel right like you yes. don't put Brock Lesnar on everything so it's like I know they kind of do that with Ronda but he she she is a babyface and he is kind of a babyface with Cowboy Brock but. It's hard because when you look at it, they're just, they're similar, but they're so different. And I don't know, like up until now, we, we wouldn't believe Cowboy Brock to be a baby face, right? Because he's just, he's just a mangled kind of guy. They just but, let him be him though and right. it happened. That's what you got to do with someone like Ronda. Just let her be Ronda Rousey and the rest will take care of itself. The reason why the crowd turns on her and boosts her is because you try to make her... Smiles. Smiling Princess Rhonda. There's nothing about Rhonda that is smiley or princess. Like she can be happy, yes, but when she flips that switch, she's a fucking badass, and that's why we'll like her. Right, exactly. And then we get on to the rest of the entire night, which you know, Omos and Bobby Lashley tried as much as we like. Fine. To, yeah, was, like I didn't have a problem with it. It's it what I expected. Long. It went long. Yeah, they gave them time, which yeah. was probably the biggest surprise. But when you have six matches. I think you want to kind of highlight it. Uh, Madcap Corbin kind of fell in this category. It was just a match. Nothing really stood out. Madcap got the win, which was important, but we know they're not done. Uh, but I do think we have to hit on the other. I thought the other like pillar of the night was the, obviously we all knew it was coming. We all thought it, we all wanted it. And that is Rhea Ripley joining uh, Edge and Priest. Obviously, Damian Priest banned from ringside. So AJ and Edge get to have their little technical match for a little while before. And this is my biggest thing. I said it on the Zoom. This is why like I, I couldn't put it any higher than three. Is like, if you have someone bar from ringside and they come out that shouldn't that be an automatic dq because if not what's the point of the rule but priest comes out obviously finn comes out to save him but then it's just like we get this hooded figure as as a reveal everyone's like oh who is this man and i was like "Eh, i don't know if that's quite a man it wasn't it was rhea ripley and we're going to talk about this more with monday because they pretty much had like a whole 45 minute block um for this judgment day stable their presentation is top notch and rhea with them just makes it they just look like they make so much sense yeah, and honestly, I was surprised because, uh, you know, your, your uncle boy, your boy Uncle Dave actually said the wrong thing on Twitter. Yeah, my boy. Yeah, I just started that because you were like, ah, he said something wrong, which always made me laugh. Uh, but then she comes out with the jet black hair, which I think just a little bit difference makes it all the difference maker. Then on Monday, she had the uh, scales of justice on, I believe, on her cheek where she had something else before. So I was I was all, all in on it. I thought this was great. I think Rhea needed some uh, fresh coat of paint, so to speak. And then, you know, Monday it became the... Uh, the Judgment Day, which we can yes. so here's, so so well, before we get into that, we'll get we'll we'll move on to that. But um, the match itself was kind of an arb- uh, like it was fine. It was fine, but that's the thing. Like I don't want to watch a premium live event and think it's, it's well. It just it's, this one we like you had you you had the Cody Seth and the Charlotte Ronda. Those were your those were your highlights. The six man tag in terms of entertainment, like it was it was like crazy. Wazoo fun. It obviously was pointless, and we're gonna get to that. But like in terms of crowd pleasing, like that. That's up there, man. It's going to have everyone who's at that place on their feet. Kind of falls flat on TV, but it is what it is. But you're there to see the tribal tree, Randy Orton, and yada, yada, yada. But, like, this this to me, like, the purpose was to continue to show that Judgment Day always has the upper hand and that Edge's message is growing. 
And that's what it did. It was kind of, so it's less about where we're going to get AJ edge three uh, at some point. And so we might have a tag match before hell. We might have a six person. I was going to say six person. Tag gender. I don't even know how they're going to pull it off, but I will say you want to talk about like a little, uh, my pocket size heroes of AJ Finn and Liv. Oh my God. I love it. Three of my favorites, but they're of course all the little ones. They make so. me think of like micro machines. Like these little, little guys are just trying so hard, you know? Uh, the other thing that made me serious, you know what? I guess I'll save it, but I, I no, you know, fuck it. We're talking about it now. I can see this being a multi instead of a six man because they seem so gaga over the six man lately. I would rather them do an amazing like find a reason to have this. Obviously, like let's use some wrestling logic. Let's have a TLC match with the three like six. That'd be pretty neat, right? Like seeing Rhea jump off onto people would be pretty cool. I think in a six person TLC match, I don't think it's been done, and I think that. You could get away with Rhea mixing it up with the guys. You know what I mean? I think Liv could I mean, I, even like, I think you could have Liv like giving oblivion to Damian Priest right. or something too. You could do so. something. It doesn't have to be I mean, like you know one on one. The, the Corbin-Becky spot is yeah. one of my all-time favorite moments. I thought it was fucking incredible. It was like an all-timer. And it's one of those things. WWE doesn't do it all. Same thing at the Royal Rumble with Nia Jax, Randy Orton. Stan, like when they do it, it's so cool. They don't do it often, but like when they pick their spots and do it, like it's effective. So I think, yeah, this could be a spot for that. All right, and then uh, what else do you want to talk about on the uh, WrestleMania backlash? Well, it's a six-man tag. It's like it's – I thought Becky said it best on Twitter. It was funny. She was kind of like – she it clearly was just making a dig about Bianca being like, oh, yeah, you know, when I was a champion, I always defended on the premium lives events. And Bianca kind of blew her up, and she's like, I was talking about Roman, not you. <laughs> so that's all I care about the six-man tag is Roman's not defending his two titles. He's won these. And I don't know if this is part of a bigger discussion that we want to save, but, like, you know, I love Roman. I love everything about Roman, but it's like – if What's he's not going to defend the title, what the fuck are we doing? Right. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's kind of ruining it for me. I so. tend to agree with you. We can have this conversation right now because this is the end of Backlash, right? So I think this is probably a good discussional point before we get into the regular part of the show. But I will say this much. He put out a, like a four-minute promo the other day where he's like, I'm in God mode, son. I'm here after a live event and I'm pushing the iron. And he made an, you know, he alluded to the fact that this might be the last time you see a bloodline and a six-man tag. Yeah, right. So I look at that and go, and you're full of shit. And then I think of the other things, and I'm just like, okay, yes, he's amazing, and he's Michael Jordan, and whatever else he wants to talk about, that's great. I hope he believes that. But I think what really comes down the pipe here is he's probably not going to be on TV or doing events as yeah, much. Yeah, he's, he's going to go more, not part-time, but like he's not going to be doing what he's doing now, which is going to every single show. Right, and I think that's the They have maker. enough guys where they can do a house show where your headliners are Cody and Seth, and the crowd, it's not yeah, going to matter. Fine. They yeah. have enough a peripheral size, especially on Raw, which we'll get about get to when we talk about Raw, just because the variety you get on that show. But I think the one thing is, I think part of the reason why SmackDown has been so lame is because... It's not, I don't want to say Roman's holding the show hostage, which he kind of is, but it's just like you have that. And then like when you've had like how cold Rousey and Charlotte have been and you have no contenders for the Usos on that actual show, it just like, it's hard for SmackDown to kind of have its footing. Like some of the intermediate stuff is fine. Like I think like um, my biggest shine from SmackDown, the only thing was like, I love the Gunther stuff. I think they're making him look amazing. I think the Ricochet stuff good. The Butch stuff is entertaining. But besides that, it's like, that's not enough to like elevate that show because nothing feels like creme de la creme. You know what I mean? Like Roman Reigns is. And if he's taking a back seat where it's just like, he has both titles, but he doesn't defend either of them. It's just this SmackDown suffering the most, but I just, 
Rock can get away with it because of what they've been doing and how they've been treating their top stars. SmackDown can't, and it just, it's, I don't know, it's kind of leaving a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. So obviously, if Roman starts to, he should work less. He shouldn't have to do every house show. Hell, he doesn't need to be on TV every week, but it's like, when you come to these premium live events, which are once a month, he needs to be defending at least one of those titles. Sure. You know what I mean? But I, look, I don't disagree with you. I would even go as far as, you know, he needs to at least be on one show a week. You know what I mean? Like he needs to be able to do. Something I think he will substantial, but not like yeah. just sitting it. Like I get that he walks out with his Air Jordans and his like tracksuit and does his thing. Which again, if I if I had that much money, I would be I would be in an orange tracksuit all day long. I would be. I would be. But I think the issue here is he could do the exact same thing with one championship. He could do the exact same thing on one show. And I think, yes, I know they're making it important, but I feel like he needs to drop one of those very quickly. Not both of them, because then you're just making it harder on the other person, right? I think he has to drop the raw one. Yeah, I think I think that's which true. is weird because it feels like McIntyre's closer to a championship and he's on SmackDown. Right. So I think that's where and I also feel like I, I know we've kind of talked about it with our jobber knocker boys in the thread. It's just like I feel like the night that he drops one, he drops both because you can use money in the bank. Like he could lose to Drew and then like Seth could cash in on him and then boom, Seth and Drew are the champ. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's t- it's it's they've kind of like put themselves in the corner here and so maybe they have a plan and they're going to execute it perfectly and we're all going to eat crow but it's just like uh, these concerns didn't exist before but the way you do it and by having if he defended the title even if it was a match against shinsuke nakamura he defended the undisputed championship against nakamura and beat him in two seconds that'd be fine but it's like we've been since wrestlemania and there's no contenders for either belt until last week drew kind of came up but then we got the six-man tag so it's like here's my here's my other question would you be better off in, a, in, a, in an atmosphere. We don't do this an awful lot, at least anymore. When I say we, I'm not part of the WWE. But, I mean, we don't see this a lot where they have a triple threat match, right? And the first pinfall would be one championship. The second pinfall would be another I don't one. like that. I've never Why been not? a fan of that. I just, I don't, because I feel like if you pin the champion or you once, it's like then then you're the champion. Like, like it's just, I don't know. It's It well, seems if, too arbitrary. What if, what I'd if rather you, have him fight twice in one night. What if you had something where he won the first fall? So, let's say he won the Universal Championship back or whatever. Second fall, holy shit, he lost to fucking Cody. You know what I mean? Like I just, I don't know. I, I've weird? never, it's just, it took, it, I, I get it and I think it's interesting because it's different and something you don't see a lot. But for me, I don't know. It's too convoluted. Like, I, I especially when it comes to those championships, like, I want things to be clear. And it's just so weird. It's like, well, that one's, I don't know. It just, it doesn't, that's never been a concept that I'm in love with. I would accept it fine because I think, like I said, it's different. I'm all for trying different things, but it's never been my favorite route. Would you rather, here's another scenario. I'm just going to throw okay. them out there. You tell me what you think. Would you rather, because he's not defending them, Somehow, some way, Adam Pierce or the upper management have some balls and they're like, we're going to strip you of your non-WWE one that you've never defended because you, you're all, your whole lineage is the universal. We'll let you keep that. You got your 30-day clause. Boom. They strip it of it. That way, it's still off of them. But he never did anything. Don't love that. But here's what I would do. Is Drew's clearly the number one contender for the universal. If Lashley beats Omos in the steel cage le- next week, he could be the number one contendership for the WWE Championship. There you go. I mean, I at, least we, at least we have feuds. I just, I need to see contenders for those titles. And we haven't until last week with Drew. But it's just like, Raw, like I said, it's been fine because like you have so much good stuff. They brought back so many people. I mean, the women were featured incredibly on Raw. Already, we can transition kind of the shine now. Is like I, I really have no right gripes with Raw. There's little things that we can like crap on, but I thought overall it's like there is so much variety in this three-hour show right now. 
it makes it so much more enjoyable because there's so much going on. And Cody Seth kind of feels like that main event level feud, but you have all this stuff going on with the edge stable. The Ezekiel Owen stuff is fucking solid gold. You still have RK bro doing their thing who are like the top over things for like tag teams. And then with the woman, you bring back Alexa bliss. You have Becky and Asuka. Bianca still doing her thing. You have Ripley and live here. They still have the women's tag team champions coming on the show. Like it's just like there's theory. Yeah. Theory and Cody. Like there's just, there's so much good throughout the entire show. I know I just kind of pissed through all of it, but it's just like, I have no problem with any of it. And even like that Cedric getting involved with the Omos and Lashley thing, it's just like, even stuff that maybe isn't top tier, at least it's interesting and everything feels like it's getting the proper time to develop. And it's not like a lot of the Raws where it's just like, it feels like something dominates the whole show and it's just kind of lame. It's like everything's spaced out well. And even though Judgment Day had a long block, it was like they had the women's match and the, the men's match. The only thing I didn't really like about that was that poor Liv's getting her ass beat and Finn's posing on the ramp and AJ comes out and they're hugging and shaking hands and Liv's a carcass in the ring. And I'm like, <laughs> help a sister girl. out, man. Help a sister out. Yeah, I know I just kind of touched on everything. Now you can maybe we can get more into the weeds on certain things, but I just I honestly don't have much gripe for the raw except for minor things because the show right now, it's crazy because for like I feel like five years this show has not been great. And if we get a good episode, we're like, oh my god. But since WrestleMania, it's been nothing but the hits, and it's because they infused us with so much new stuff while keeping the good stuff. Like I don't miss having a champion. At some point that's gonna change. And I honestly was thinking, I didn't think Cody was gonna win. I'm like they could, I guess, give Cody the U.S. title and just make that the centerpiece of the show, and then Roman can just walk around with his two titles and be in no man's land. But, you know, I mean, they can't take that thing off theory yet. But it just, it's, all these things have kind of gone through my mind, but it's just like, there's a lot on Raw right now that I'm enjoying. No, and I, I don't disagree. Let's start off at the beginning of the show. I mean, they do the RK Bro Street Profits thing. They cha- So here's the thing. They challenge the Usos again to a unified championship mm-hmm. title. So I don't know if they're going to do it because they're just going to have the Roman's team duck it again because now nah, we're on to something else. Or if we're going to see it at uh, Hell in a Cell or something like that without Roman or anything like that. I don't know. I just, I see a lot of potential there, but it's interesting that now they're going back to it, right? Like they're going back to it right now. It, we did. Not. We kind of said it like out of nowhere. It felt like a stopgap for some reason. So, but yeah, I don't, I'm curious to see how this plays out, but it does feel like now we're back on the track of unifying them but i don't know it's just that's it's a little convoluted but it's like i still enjoy it the street profits want the smoke because they did say we got next and then they never defended us they're like well we got now so at least like by beating them it kind of like put them behind them so now it clearly is rk bro going for the usos i guess a little more clear but yeah i kind of i am curious for smackdown this week how this plays out I mean, they are making their way to SmackDown, right? So they said, here's the other thing. They're going to the Tribal Chief. They're not asking the Usos, which I thought yeah. was an interesting concept because now you could do two of two, one of two things, right? You could have RK-Bro versus the Usos for unified tag team titles, right? Or, which I think is more interesting, you could have RK-Bro go, he's, he's going to go, you know what? We're not going to do that, guys. We're not going to have the unified tag titles because you know what? The SmackDown's better than the Raw anyway. What I'm going to do is give you an opportunity at the Island of Relevancy, and I'm going to let you have a match where it's RK-Bro versus RK-Bro versus Roman Reigns for the title. And then that way it implodes a little bit, right, to the lead up. That'd be like, interesting. I think I'd that'd be, be interesting that. enough yeah. to be like, well, fuck, all right. Like, now Riddle's like, well, I want Randy to win. And then Randy's going to be like, I want me to win. You know what I mean? And then... Did you but, see Roman's tweet, by the way? No, I didn't Or maybe he posted a video. He was like, he's like, you got in that main event. You got so many future Hall of Famers. Oh, wait. And, and riddle. riddle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he'll learn, he'll learn, he'll learn. 
Um, the other thing that that made me kind of look at this entire thing was Riddle took the spear right on on Sunday night, and we were kind of sitting there going, "Just fucking end this match." Which again, it's a six man tag. I'm allergic to it. You were falling asleep, so it's I whatever. was falling asleep. You were. Uh, I almost took a picture of it, but I didn't want to, you know, insinuate yeah. how boring it was to everybody else in the world, especially <laughs> if you liked it. But I will say this match. So you look at it this way, right? Like he lost it on Sunday for the team, and then he was still goofy Riddle. But then at it, like he had. You know, mistimed the flip and hit Randy, which again sets up for I'm sure something later. But then also he kind of snapped in the middle of it and then hit that beautiful RKO out of the frog splash, which was amazing. And you see Randy be like, "Whoa, what the yeah. hell? Where was that?" He been? loved it. Where's that been? And he just kind of leaned on the apron and was like, "Look at this guy," mm-hmm. you know. And I think that was great because we know Riddle's great. We know Riddle's great with the comedy. We know Riddle's just kind of like an albatross on himself. Like he's just kind of odd. And then. He has the ability to be really good in the ring and be taken seriously in that, like, in that not the same, but in that Kurt Angle vein, I can do a cowboy, you know, thing, and then I can go break your neck. Riddle's in the same category, and it was nice to see him get that anger and that frustration out and then get his W back, and then he he wasn't, like, smiley. He was just like, ah, when he won, which I think is really helpful because now you can believe in RKO again, even if they lost. Yeah, I... I think they, I think that's why it was one of those things like this probably wasn't my favorite part of raw, but I still thought there was so much that came out of it. And if like, it just, I, I didn't feel like there was a weakness on the show this week. Can I, it's not a heat for me. I just want to ask the question and we can discuss no. this very quickly. It, uh, it aggravates me and I'm sure people are going to go just shut up Nestle. And I'm fine with shutting up over it. But when I was sitting there and it was like edge Rhea and priest and they all look great. And then I see the lower third that says, the judgment day and i went what like, yeah that's so, i don't like, they I, I should don't, drop the, the i think the the needs to be dropped they need to drop yeah. the the because maybe it's for copyright reasons maybe it is i don't know but when it's like i'm thinking to myself I'm like when you face somebody you're gonna face your judgment day that's fine but when you face like you face the judgment day it's like and then you know it's just it's just the judgment. It's minor, but I, I tend to agree. But it's I think awful. you're onto something with it's the copyright. Awful. It's yeah. awful. It has to be the copyright because Judgment Day is probably somewhere else. But the Judgment Day, it just it it hits on so many ugly feelings for me. You think you know me? You never did. It's just like I don't. There's so there's something about their presentation, like with the three of them coming it's out ugly. in the dark. I, like no, I like it. I I really, I really, their presentation, I thought all throughout the show, it's just like top notch. Like it's, it's like believable. And like, if they get that fourth piece, I think it'll be even better, but it's just, I don't know. It's like the entrance. I really like the entrance. You know, I'm an entrance guy. I just, I really think that with the, I think the music change fits perfectly. It's just like tonally everything fits and the characters they have in this fit so well. Like Priest and Rhea were two of like those darker characters you have on the show that have this like more supernatural feel, which Edge has kind of always had, obviously came with the brood. So it's just like every single piece in this makes sense. And I think they're doing a good job with it. And I think this is, I think it's just something that's so interesting. And I love that. Like they're just going all in with it because WWE doesn't always do factions, but we've seen like when they do with like a heart business or a new day or a shield, they usually do really well. And I mean, you know, edge is getting the time and he's just going to bring everyone up with him. So I think this could really have a chance to be something special. So now we sit there and we think it's Champa probably, right? But it could be. He makes sense. It could be somebody else. Somebody says Demon Balor. I think that's an interesting concept. That would be a cool twist. I mean, because obviously we saw Balor kind of do it in NXT with yeah. the little the little kick when he betrayed Adam Cole. Well, he never really betrayed him. He just like never really fully committed. But I think that's something they could easily go to. 
They if somebody, I, I think Danny with one N, our boy Grimwood said, uh, I think Viking Raiders, which I was thought it's an interesting. It concept. would be interesting. And then of course somebody out of left field, which I thought was the best one of all, said, uh, "I'm sorry, I don't have the Twitter handle up," but they said they want the uh, Lethal Lovers to be more dark, and I was like, "Okay." You know, I'll, I, I mean, mean, you know, until I see not, it. Not my, the first thing that came into my head, but. No, I, you know, I mean, it, it's something that I thought was interesting. I just wanted to put it out there. But again, it gets you it gets you interested in like, okay, Edge is the world champion. United States champion would be Priest. You know, Ripley would be women's championship. They need, you would think, at least two more people for the tag, regardless if it's women or men. I think that would be cool. I think it'd be a cool little thing to have everything. We haven't seen yeah. that in a long time. I, I mean, that's what they're trying to do with the bloodline, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but it obviously, like you know, it's not fully there. They, could, I mean, they could they could adopt Naomi and Sasha, I yeah, guess, exactly. and they'd be mostly all the way there. But then one of them would have to win like the women's titles. But, but no, I, I think it's yeah, it's I think it's definitely cool and it's a cool vision. I think they're building to that because I maintain that I think that Ripley's the one to beat Bianca. So I think you keep her away, and obviously, you know, even like the main event, like it was a lot of DQs this week, which I know you don't love. But oh God, I thought for the most that. part in terms of storylines, I thought it made sense. Like this one, like Becky's look, by the way, and her keeping on that. Stupid Stupid fucking visor. Even when she was on commentary, I was dying. I was literally fucking dying. But it made sense that she'd be pissed to be like, Bianca took my title. I didn't get a rematch. And this bitch, Osco, came back and stole my thunder. She's getting this contenders match, which, by the way, and I know you I know you like this too, but I have to quote it because this is my favorite line ever in the world. God bless you, Becky. She's like, to get to face the champion, you have to beat the champion? That doesn't make any sense. And I was like, thank you, Becky. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like we have been saying this since they started doing these bullshit matches, like to beat, to face the champion, to be the champion. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Becky. And thank you for breaking up the match. Yeah. And no, so here's the other thing, right? So there, this was a big heat for me, but I guess we'll get into other things. Cause I'm sure there's other things you want to talk about, but no, I mean, we can go to the heat if you right. want. Cause everything else I liked, but we don't okay. need to get into it. So here's, 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 here's things that I want to talk about. So it happened three times on raw, right? So it got broken up with Seth, which you, you could tell me that that's fine, right? The like, curb stomp on the table was dope. Right, but I mean, like, him getting involved. You knew it was going to happen, happen because they weren't, Cody wasn't going to lose Queen clean, excuse me, and he wasn't going to be the champion, so. I forget what the second one was, but it, it was. Uh, it was, I believe, oh, it was uh, Edge, Balor. Edge, Edge. Balor won by DQ. Yeah, Edge hit Balor with his Big new haircut for rest of death. Which looks ridiculous. That was whatever. a good spear. It was yeah, a good I spear. think the haircut works. It's weird. It's like it's almost like it doesn't. Like, I, I mean, I had the similar hairstyle, but it wasn't as high. His is very poofy. It yeah. just it kind of adopted the Rhea uh, style, but right. made it more men's. Right. I think I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for Priest to do the exact same haircut. So it's like one nah, of those. Uh, Vince will hate it if he cuts his hair. I bet like, I can't so get then, his hair. So I don't was, think he'll that, look good with short hair. To me, hair. that one was more egregious because then the ending was like Becky Lynch got involved, and I'm thinking to myself, all of the matches that necessarily people would care about. They didn't give them away for free, which I get, but God damn it. It just got to a point where I was like, why am I watching this? Why am I watching? Well, in terms like of this? the Cody theory, I think it was like a two segger and it was, it was a lot of fun. Like Oscar Bianca had no time, but I have no problem with that because I think that's a feud at some point. So you kind of like, they love to tease shit, man. So they always do that. Um, and I think even like uh Balor and priest had a good amount of time because I think like Ripley and Liv had a good amount of time. And then they got into this for like a two segger. So they gave you the wrestling. And they just didn't give you the finishes, and I just, which I is pretty WWE. No, I know. And I, I get that, but there's a part of me where I feel like it happened so much where I just yeah. and I know people are sitting there going oh we got you because we got they you got weekly television and they like to have their stars wrestle so it's like it's it's part of it I think you know I'm not defending it. I'm just saying I think that's that's why it just happens so much because like 
They just they they want the people involved every week to pretty much wrestle, and to do that, it's like you know you can't have all these definitive wins. So they kind of like put themselves in a corner. But they go out of their way to do 50-50 booking. It doesn't really matter over the like, I don't know. I just because wins and losses don't matter except for Cody. Cody has said they do matter. Of so. course. Well, I yeah, love you, Cody. Yeah, of course. We know you can't get your lips off of his. And he, he's the, the reasons I love him are just he like everything he does is like that's just proving why he's one of my favorites, if not my favorite, because. He like shares the same belief that we do as fans when we're frustrated and he gets it. That's why I've always liked him because Cody, uh, like he thinks the same way we do. He overthinks everything. So (laughs) he's booking himself into a nun. No, I'm not going to get it. Uh, So look, there's a lot of things I want to piss through real quick that I thought was kind of like, whatever. I, I really just wanted to say very quickly. um, It is odd to me. And I did appreciate this, that Sami Zayn won. He said he was going to take care of Shinsuke Nakamura for the tribal chief. I kind of like that storyline. Yeah. But it was odd to me where I feel like he won by countout, which is a very Sammy thing to do. But where do that, you... they've made that like his gimmick, like the runaway thing, right? So it's odd to me that he kind of won, which I get. But I'm not loving the idea of like Shinsuke Nakamura being a world title contender. Like we've they gone... have to do they have to do a match at some point. I think you just do it on SmackDown and Roman fucking beats him. But I think this week, and I didn't think of this, so you said it. I think we're gonna get like Zayn versus Orton or something, right? Because they're gonna come in and Sammy's gonna be like, I got this one. He's gonna have to wrestle one of them. He's probably gonna run away again, right? Of course. And then of yeah. course the one thing that I think we both agree on. I think our boy Dom was like right there pulling his hair out with us in the thread. Uh, Lacey Evans cuts this really. Uh, whatever promo. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, it, it. she had this promo about family ODing, and it was very serious and, like, whatever. Yeah. And then they cut to the ring announcer saying, let's give the... She asks for the proper respect, and then she shows up and does her, come on, yoo-hoo, with a guy, like, right there in her crotch. <laughs> and then I think for me it was odd because when she said stuff like, what, you know... Give her the proper respect. Like, were they yeah, going to so her? This, this was my only really heat of the week, is that we, they've obviously been doing these feel-good backstage promos, which, you know, they just, they've got a little redundant now. And not to say, but, like, I personally knew, already knew her story, so just doing these, like, it's not, it's kind of repetitive. But, like, when they did that, when Samantha said she wants me to tell you to give her the proper respect she deserves, I'm like, okay, so she is still a heel. But then literally she comes out, like you said, with new music, new Marine music, which is all babyface, and starts posing with the crowd. And they just cut away. It just ended. I was expecting her to, like, come down and cut a heel promo, but it was like, it was like, why did you have her come out if that's all you're going to do? That's why it doesn't – it was very unclear. But then I do think the one talking point here is that she also had her vignette air on Raw. And does this mean that this character, they've decided now to just move to Raw? Because I feel like they don't, it wasn't just like a SmackDown recap. It was like, this is Lacey Evans. So it was like, is Lacey on Raw now? So I don't know. That was that was a little weird for me. So I still think she's going to be a heel. Because I think the bait and switch makes sense. And she's such a good fucking heel, man. Oh, my God. Oh, she's a she's great heel. But so that doesn't good. mean anything but, right now. No, I know. But it just, it's, it was this, it's just, it was so weird. It was so weird, and I'm sure, I'm sure they have a reason for doing it. But it just, it, it was very awkward this week. I thought I had to rewind like twice to be like, did, did my did my DVR skip? Did I miss something here? Because she just came out and they cut to the announcers, and that was it. It was weird. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you, and it's a very odd situation to put her in because she just bared her soul in like seven promos. Yeah, but I like it as a heel turn though because it makes you kind of feel. And then she says, "Fuck you," so then you really hate her. So I think, I think I like I actually like. I just it. look at it like this: Ronda Rousey. Can't lose for like another what? No, ten months to WrestleMania. 
Mm, I could see her actually dropping the title at some point. I don't know. I, I just don't see it happening. But anyway, because I don't, I don't, I don't, I know she's like supposed to work the entire year. I could see her losing at SummerSlam to Charlotte in a rematch by some bullshit. And then maybe she wins it back in the winter when she comes back and then she holds it and Becky wins the rumble and they go there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't, it's, I do think that they have easy contenders and Naomi and Sasha at some point, and she's already teased it with uh, both of them. And then Bailey's going to return at some point. And since every single other woman has returned on raw, uh, I think Bailey's probably going to return on SmackDown. So there's three. And they do have the Shayna thing if they ever want to go there. She could have a few with Natalia, I'm sure, because we're going to do that. But I, it'd be tough probably to make Shotzi, Aaliyah, or Zia Lee contenders. But what do, you, I mean, what, do you, what do you say, JC? They're not, they're not contenders. They're not used. And then Shotzi and Aaliyah are both used as the jobbers the week before in the, the match. And believe me, I love it. Aaliyah got to main event. That's my girl. I'm proud of her. But... And I'm proud of Shotzi for being back. I think she got my comeback. So I love that. But it's just like they're not built up to challenge Ronda for anything more than just a random match. So, <sighs> All right. Well, so it just it goes is. back to that SmackDown has not been a good show since WrestleMania. SmackDown, and listen, it's a tale of two brands, right? It's the, it yeah. really is the tale of two brands. SmackDown has a few little things in the middle, like the butch woo-woo-woo I'm enjoying. Anything Ricochet does, I think, is gold. He's great in the rain. Yeah, but it's just like a lot of the rest of it just hasn't been great. And I love the Gunther stuff. I just, oh, his Gunther, presentation. Gunther was great. And the fact great. that he, like, like, he just beats up people, right? Like oh, that. And then, I, you know, I love my boy Ludwig. So I just, which he chose the name, by the way. So fuck all y'all. Yeah, just, it's, the guy's a meme. Like, it's great. But there was uh, one other job alert we haven't brought up, Nestlemania. Yes. And that is Veer defeated Wardlow on Raw in a job alert. <laughs> I've said this before. WWE with their jobbers loves to make them look like top AEW stars. They had someone who looked like Cody before. You know, it's just in this guy he had the he one look at like the ponytail. Yeah, the show. Yeah, it was. Uh, they don't. They do this shit in person, in purpose. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And people don't always pick up on it, but usually every jobber is linked to an AEW top star. It's so good, man. I know you're going to get some interesting responses from it's that It's true. One. They, and Wardlow is my favorite thing in AEW right now. Oh, but that's I know. Like He's WWE's doing it. The out, fucking baby. genius, man. That Like, they literally had Veer squash Wardlow. It was great. I just love that he got a promo and was like, I have to do this for my kids and my wife. Yeah. And then ding and rah. Second week in a row, the jobber gets a yeah. promo. And it just adds to it. It makes Veer look even better because then Veer comes out and does his lion stuff, which I'm still enjoying. I love I, feel like I love a, watching I, I, big monster heels beat people up. I feel like he needs a lion roar at the beginning of his, ep, like his song. It, we'll get there. It's going to we'll be like, just, just, just hire Braun Strowman to do the roar. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> just give him Braun Strowman's gimmick at this point. I don't exactly. Care. He's, he's just he's just a better version. Well, he's probably a more coordinated version anyway of Braun. I don't know. Braun, uh, they were uncoordinated things about him. But for a big man, he did some incredible By the way, things. I just wanted to give a special shout out to our boy Guthrie because, you know, we're talking about Veer. He hates Veer, so it made me think of Guthrie. Guthrie was the, I don't know if you saw the picture, the only one standing up for Madcap Moss of the pay-per-view. <laughs> and I went, of course, that has to be him. It has yep. to be him because who the hell's in Providence gives a shit about that? But it's fine. It's just so fucking funny. But yeah, I look, there's not a hell of a lot to acknowledge, I guess, in terms of bad stuff. But I will say, no, I, yeah. I want to say very quickly how Sonia Deville got the whole, like, thank God she's no longer an official. She's still an active wrestler, which is what we wanted from the beginning. I'm glad the experiment's over. I don't know where you go from here because she got, you know, jobbed out for a reason or two. But I'm curious to see where this goes because I feel Sad like. Sad sack Sonia. I feel like she would benefit from a, a brand change here. I really do. Well, she's been on SmackDown, and now she's just randomly been on Raw. So I don't. You talking don't NXT? <laughs> I just, 
I just don't like seeing her on Raw. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like the people on Raw are already good enough. Like, I just feel like SmackDown. Well, I mean, they, like- they added more people to it this week, too. The person that uh, beat her in like yeah. two seconds. But they, they, yeah, I mean, Raw, like, Raw, that's part of the reason why Raw's been good. There's so much going on. But Sonya was pretty much on SmackDown, but they brought her over for the Bianca thing. So I don't know. She's kind of in no man's land, but I don't mind it because I kind of like when they tear characters down because it means they're going to build them back up. So I think they're going to have plans for Sonya because. I think she's proven as cringe as she can be as an official. Like, she definitely has that that heel in her that they can use effectively on TV. So that's fair. You have anything else you want to get uh, hopeful? Uh, we can get hopeful. Okay, glorious. You're, You're my, my only, only hope. hope. Uh, look. So for me, I just want to say this very quickly. I thought about this as we were talking about the Judgment Day. So he's kind of building a family, right? Like he's building like his saints of fate, as he said. His mountain of omnipotence or whatever else of fucking dictionary word he's going to throw at me. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, you know, he's blocked the jobber knocker, by the way. So, you know, whatever. That's your fault because I don't tweet from that account. I don't so. even know what Anyone I Anyone who blocks his, uh, Nestle, who knows? You were probably very critical of something. He was probably oh, like, Oh, I'm critical you, of Nick. his terrible, terrible eight-minute promos. That's what There it was. was a time when he came back, yes. you were shitting on yes, him. Yes, that's true. You were that's shitting true. on him hard. That's so. true. So you know what? I deserve the dump. It's fine. Whatever. Let's move on from it. But anyway, I am thinking about the, the judgment day. I'm going to keep doing it that way. The judgment day. But man, it is, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I look at it and I think like he's building this family. I think it really would be cool. Like we talked about where like there's another team that's built against the judgment day, you know, like a hodgepodge thing. But I think the most telling thing I would love to see, I think would be to really sell the crazy edge not being normal kind of thing, would be that Beth Phoenix tries to talk sense into him, and the only way to talk sense into her husband is to join the other team and, like, go up against Judgment Day. I think that'd be interesting for me because I think having the... Her and Rhea would be a cool Right, and that's what I'm thinking. I agree with that, Her and Rhea have, like, strength versus strength here. I think that's where I would go because I think Beth needs to have that emotional teardown moment for Edge, and he's just going to have to flip that switch and be like, look, look, we'll deal with that at home. Right now I'm at work. If you want to be in the way of work, that's your business, and you're going to get in the way. I think that'd be interesting because I don't think we've seen that yet in any stretch of any imagination for any wrestling at all, where there's that, like, that the women and the men kind of look at And I, I would love to see maybe there's an interaction between his husband and wife having some type of physicality there. I don't want to see it a lot, obviously, for domestic reasons, but I think... It's an interesting concept with what they have. And Beth is very good at what she does in the ring. And I think she's a really good wrestler when it comes to dealing with like a, like a Rhea Ripley. I think she would be really cool. So that's my hope. I think that there'd be interesting, an interesting dichotomy since he's using fucking $5 words uh, that would be happening here with The Judgment Day. That's my hope. So my hope's pretty simple. You know I love the IC title. You know I love Ricochet. And I love that he's defending every week. But at some point, he's going to have to lose it. And when he does... There's only one man that's right for the job because I think this is a guy that you don't push really to that tight, that world championship picture for a while, but he's the perfect guy that I look at. It's like you give him the IC title and he holds that motherfucker for like a year and a half. And that is Gunta. Like, I think he's a perfect, like the inter, he's obviously from Europe. So the intercontinental thing really brings it together even more. But I think he's a guy that, I mean, he's, he's clearly like one of the bigger heels in the brand already. Um, he's probably not going to be challenging Roman anytime soon. He's a guy that maybe if Drew wins it, he can uh, have something with him. But I really think they need to – the reason why Walter works so well when in his former life 
was because he was just unbeatable. He held that freaking NXT UK championship for like a decade, it felt like. Um, so I think you do a similar thing with the Intercontinental Championship. I think that's that's kind of like when I look at the mid-card titles, like obviously you have the people that are in the mid-card that win them multiple times, but he's the type of guy where it's like, it's almost like a Rusev. Like he wins it, he holds it for a long time to really set up his dominance, and then you launch him beyond that once he's had that long dominant reign. So that's kind of my hope for it because I think like, like I said, I like what Ricochet's doing right now. I always saw him more as like a transitional fun champion to get some good wrestling on TV and, you know, really a guy that's going to be on TV anyways, so have him take the belt with him. But when he does lose it, I think Gunther's the perfect guy, especially if Roman's doing whatever Roman's doing. I think Gunther's a guy that can be like the top of the mountain and seem like kind of like, not really like lead that show, but like at least have a title represented more at the top. Um, if Roman's not going to be around as much. So that's my hope is that eventually when my boy Ricochet drops the belt, he drops it to Gunther. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's help come true. And then he'll have his own League of Nations. It'll be great. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. He already had Imperium and they took they took two of them away now. They so. take, you took Marcel away from you. No, Marcel's there. He just changed his name. Him, Walter and Marcel died, so Gunther and Ludwig they could took, be but born. Marcel, but Marcel is just such a great name. I don't know. Just I know, but I can. we already talked about the same thing about Vince. Antonio. Fabian Eichner, though, is like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, name. he was he was the one that was kind of thrown anyway. Uh, I think it was in, like, the Cruiserweight Classic, and they added him because uh, I think it was, like, Thatcher and Wolf used to be in it, and they were both there, and then Wolf was actually part of it for a while in XUK, and they kind of came over here, but then they kind of kicked him out and fired him so and then obviously now they did the fabian eichner walkout and these two showed up on smackdown so it's it's interesting i think it's down the line they can easily go back to an imperium type thing but i think it's just on the call up vince is like gunther needs to be the feature and um we hear all the thing all the time of them wanting to use some new talent kind of as mouthpieces to start and i think it kind of works with ludwig like he's gonna he's gonna wrestle again at some point i mean the guy comes out wrestling gear every night but it's you have to establish gunther before you can establish Gunther's stable. So, Gunther! You really love Gunther. Ah! Ah! Androgynous. Androgynous. I knew you were going to do that. Theory did a one, but did a little Stardust thing, by the way. I thought it was great. Cody was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. He said, he said he didn't mind people doing that in the ring. No, and I, I mean, he did it in his first moment. He literally said, he's like, it wasn't something I planned. I just did it. And he's like, I was the one who made the rules not to do it. And I immediately broke it. So he's like, I think it got to the point. I think he was just worried because it's like, you don't know what's going to happen when you walk through that curtain. But like when he walked through that curtain, he was immediately like on the top of the elevator. I don't even think he expected that. So it's like the Stardust stuff doesn't even matter because it ain't going to drag him down. So, <laughs> All right. Now we get to the comeback. I'm going to give my comeback not to a person, but a thing, not a place, a thing. I almost jumped out of my seat, JC, when I saw they did the interview platform. I'm giving the interview platform my comeback because I... Grew up in the 90s. I used to love when Mean Gene would do stuff like that. And I don't know exactly what's going on, but like, I just, I couldn't really enjoy anything else except these cool little segments on like the back and you could see the crowd and it would be going and everything. It was so wonderful. And they just dropped it. You know, they've tried it, uh, you know, they've tried it over the years, right? But there's something about KP that I really enjoy. And he seems to ask more than just one question and then have the dumbfounded interviewer look like he gets like a little bit more going here. Not that he's an investigative journalist, but I was excited that theory was the first person to do this. It makes me feel like maybe there's a real reason for this happening here. Maybe it's going to continue. Uh, but I'm excited because I think 
this is a way to make these promos look different, right? These are the ways to like, he, he, you know, went back and looked at the crowd and was like, shut up. I don't care about you. I'm 22. I can do what I want. I'm Mr. McMahon's blah, blah, blah. You know, those are the type of things that like presentation wise, I think that's awesome. I really do. And I was so excited to see it back because again, I'm a big fan of it. And I think they just need to shoot different things. And I think that's variety. Like they have so many promos on raw. They all look the same. Like there's picture in picture, there's backstage, there's in ring, there's previously recorded, you know, it's just like all sorts of random things. So seeing this is just another tool in the belt for anybody else that's going to be doing something. So I'm excited. That's my comment. I, I agree. I thought that was a cool look. And I think especially with a heel, it adds something to it, especially when you have something like they're going to be like, shut up. But, and I think it'll be good for a baby face too, because you get the little swell with them. But my comeback in WrestleMania, speaking of a baby face, my girl is back. The song had a little bit of a remix, but I was missing that so much. Cause obviously when she left, she had that weird little like fun house thing, or it was just like, nah, nah, nah. and I'm just like, this sucks. But her music has always been one of my favorites. It's fucking the banner is great. And Alexa came out as old Alexa bliss, except for she's still at the doll because as much as I hate that fucking thing, you know, what sells dolls. So Vince is like, yeah, you're going to come back as yourself. Cause everyone loves that, but you're still going to have the doll. And she didn't talk this week. So we don't really have a clue about her character, but she got the baby face return. Finally, she's back. She's freshly married. Um, she, and she squashed Sony in about two seconds. It was Alexa Bliss greatest hits. Like, the twisted bliss and boom, we're done. So I'm happy to see her back though. Cause Alexa's a stud. Um, we know she's solid in the ring. She's a fan favorite. She's one of the better promos. Uh, she's an over character and she just adds even more depth to this already loaded raw women's division. So I'm excited for it. And I'm, I'm glad they have some plans for her now. And, uh, I'm curious to see where they go next because like I said, this is kind of a blend of her character. So I I'm excited for her first promo whenever that comes. But the dolls there. Yeah, but like I said, I can get over it in WrestleMania. But you don't like that. Like, let's. Not I don't like the fucking this. doll, but you know, in WrestleMania, there's one thing I say it all the time. When I watch wrestling, not everything I'm going to like and not everything's for me. But if a lot of enough people love it, then I can accept it. That's that I call, you know what I call it in WrestleMania? I call it the Drew McIntyre rule because we think he's a fucking snore on TV and we don't give a fuck about him, but he is over and people like him. So we just accept it. I accept he's a top guy. I respect his work. I think he's an incredible performer. He's just not a guy I'm ever going to be like, oh, yeah, Drew's great. No, Drew doesn't do much for me. The doll, I fucking hate the doll. I hate it. But you know what? A lot of people like that doll. People buy that fucking doll. They make money. It makes Alexa money. So whatever. I understand it. It doesn't mean I'm not going to complain about it. I am. But I accept that it's fine. I get it. I got all Alexa Bliss back. I got the music back. So I'm happy. I'm happy. I just, I just love how upsetting that the doll makes you sometimes. Like, it's I just fucking like, hate the doll. I really do. I, if, I, I, I want. If it starts like attacking Eva Marie again, we're gonna have some problems. If but I if have, she just holds it as a prop and like talks to it like a friend, whatever. If I had extra money, I would buy one and have it sitting over your. I, I couldn't keep the thing in my house. It's fucking creepy. Oh, I know. I don't um, need that thing fucking looking at me with their fucking little button eyes. Get the fuck out of my face. He's very upset when he starts swearing, folks. All right. Well, I think it's time to get into the uh, big old finish here. Uh, We're going to go rapid fire because I got to go shortly. But on SmackDown, we have a women's tag team title match. Sasha and Naomi versus Shane and Natalia. Sasha and Naomi and retain, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if they give it to the other two, what the fuck? Yeah. Steel cage match on Raw. Lashley versus Omos. If Lashley's going to contend with Roman Reigns, I think he wins. But if Omos is just going to beat him and that's it, then Omos is going to win. So I think, I, I'm torn. I think Omos is going to win here by some type of... Well, here's the thing. Lashley could win by accidental 
Omos throwing. He could walk out a fucking door or some bullshit because the stupid fucking WWE steel cage match. You're right. You never know. You never know. It sucks. But you know what doesn't suck? That is uh, NXT tonight is another woman's special. They, their women's division is insane. I mean, Raw Women's Division is good. NXT, we have Raw Roxanne, da 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 and Wendy Chu taking on Toxic Attraction. We have Cora Jade taking on Natalia. And I believe the women's breakout tournament begins this week. I haven't seen a bracket, but it seems like some of the people on TV are in it, and then some people who are new. So it's kind of like a mixture. But I think Roxanne's in it, so she's probably my pick to win it. I mean, there seems like they're going to have Roxanne beat Mandy Rose, don't you think? She makes sense as the one who could beat her. I really do. I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon, but, like, I don't know. The, the She's just – it's crazy for someone who's, like, 20 years old that she's already, like, ready to be, like, the face of a show like NXT, but I think she can. She's that I, good. I mean, I, that's, a, that's a high praise for somebody, but I'm seeing, like, a lot of women that I've never seen in my life. That I'm looking now on Twitter. There's, like – I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher these names, but it's just, like – Kaina James, uh, Ariana Grace, which I think may Santino's daughter. Santino's daughter. Yep. So I mean, there's like a couple here that are going to be going at it. So I think that, you know, it's like the new ones. But then it's like Roxanne. I think that Fallon Henley girl's in it. I think Tatum Pax is in it. Some of the ones that we're familiar with a little bit on TV. Um, and I think Ivy Nile might be in it. But then it's it is like there are some of the newbies. So I am. I like I said, I haven't seen a bracket. Maybe it's out there. But we are getting a few of those matches tonight. I think. Well, I hope we would see a bracket soon, right? Because, I mean, you know, it's happening. Yeah, but WWE is always so late on that. They're like, I mean, AEW kind of was too. It took them fucking like months to figure out the Owen Hart tournament. But speaking of that, we're going to head over to AEW because we have finally the tournament started. We've had all these qualifiers, but there's apparently jokers in this, which we can hit on quick if you want. But we have Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen and the Owen Hart on Wednesday. We have Adam Cole, baby, taking on Dax Harwood, baby, in the Owen Hart tournament. And we have Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, the badonkadonk battle this Wednesday in the Owen Hart tournament. So I don't really care about, I mean, I want to see Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. Cause I feel like it needs to happen. I feel like it's getting wasted here personally. Yeah. Uh, but I want Darby Allen to win. Cause I just, something I bet that him. kicks off the show and they give him like 20 minutes. I really, I know I really do like Darby Allen. So I think that I can't help myself. Darby Cole and storm are my picks. I want oh, storms a shoe in cause Jamie hater can't do anything but trip over her feet and lose. Not her fault. Leave Jamie Hater alone. She I is love a Hater. I love Hater. She might I, be better, Tony Storm. She might be, but guess what? She's that might be a little. She's younger, Tony Storm, but she's not I love booked that way. No, because she's she's a Brit sidekick, and yeah. when you're a sidekick to a heel, you gotta. That's all she some, is. Yeah. Sucks. She'll get there someday. And then of course she's we like have twenty three. I you know what? I would love to see Dax win. I really would. I'm gonna go with Dax. I don't. I want. I like it. I'm gonna go with Dax. Let's do it. He's not winning, though. No, but uh, next up, we have the FTW Championships being defended. Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy. It's funny. That promo started. I'm like, oh, they're giving Christian a match. Nope. He's just going to manage the Dinosaur Boy uh, as he takes on Ricky Starks for the title. Starks retains. Starks has to retain because he's, he's absolute. We also have a Punk versus John Silver match. I don't really give a fuck, but it's there. We have Tony Nese taking on Danhausen WrestleMania. I think Hook's going to save Danhausen, and Hookhausen will slowly become a thing. It's going to be a phenomenon. I really do think it's going to be a phenomenon. I, it I just, already is. I'm all in. It's gonna. They're going to be a top five AW tag team in no time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they are. They are. There's absolutely no way around it. We have an MJF Wardlow contract signing where it is in uh, Lone Island, so it's MJF's hometown. And uh, Jade Cargill is trying to get his mom in the baddie section. Wow. Which is fucking hilarious. I love it. It's wow. so good. So Look, good. Look, we know this is going to be primetime TV. We know that they're making him Goldberg. We know that uh, 
Max does a great job with whatever he does. So I think, I and I, I don't dis, dislike much of what AEW does, but I feel like a lot of it's been missed lately. But MJF Wardlow has been appointment television. So Yeah, it is, it is the number one thing for me in AEW right now. It is. So right I above mean, Hookhausen. Right above Hookhausen. That's okay. Yeah. I, but I not but when I have to watch Punk against Johnny Strong or whatever the hell his name is. No, that'll I, be my I, I'm just fast forward. I'm All right, Friday, Rampage. Quickly, we have a TNT title match. Uh Scorpio Sky taking on Kazarian. Sky retains. Oh yeah. Absolutely. They're kind of teasing him breaking away though, uh, from Lambert and Page. That's something to watch. Then we also have a woman's Owen Hart match. We have Riho versus Ruby Soho. And the people you forgot were employed by AEW. Yep, the human doily cover. Give me that one. She looks like a human doily. That's it. Is that is that Riho? Yeah. Do you okay. know what a doily is? Forget it. We're not going to get. I don't think it. so. But I'm picking Riho as well because Ruby Soho doesn't. Win. She she had better. She had a better chance to succeed in WWE yep. than she does here. But yeah, that's it. That's uh, loaded week WrestleMania. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. Well, one way or another, there's more wrestling to be talked about. That's why we do the Jobberknocker podcast. We thank you for listening to the Jobberknocker podcast or viewing it. And we'll be back next week with more Jobberknockery. And a very nice, very evil episode. Yeah.